Welcome to today's episode of the What's in the Words podcast. My name is AJ. And I'm Steve Canal. What's up, y'all? Um, and today, this is the third time that we've had a special guest on the podcast with us. Steve, do you want to introduce today's author and the book? Absolutely. Today, we have something special for you. and We're going to take a deep dive into this book as well. We have an amazing best-selling author, speaker, and entrepreneur, and an award-winning author, best-selling author, I should say. She is absolutely amazing. She's been racking up awards all year, um, and we are so excited to have her here today. Our guest is Anna Nayakana, um, and we are so excited to have her here today and her book, Naya Zuri and the Pharaoh's Throne focuses on representing and bringing diversity to the classroom, truly turning the curriculum on its edge to ensure children of color learn about actual history beyond Black History Month. And I was so excited when I saw that because people feel our history um, can actually fit within a month and we're bigger than that. So I would love um, you know, AJ to dive into that at some point, but we're excited to have you here today, Anna. Welcome to What's in the Words. Welcome, thank you welcome. so much. It's so excited to connect with both of you. AJ, Steve, thank you for bringing me onto your platform and elevating my voice to spread to the masses that listen in and tune into you all each week, each month. Continue the progression. I'm, I want to encourage both of you. I'm proud of you. And I want you to know that. Thank you for representing the voice of our culture. Uh, thank you so much. So um, I want to follow exactly what Steve said. Uh, we talk about the diversity, and I love, number one, uh, the, the diversity in your characters. Um, how important for you was it to show diversity in your characters right out the gate? That was the number one condition. I had to have representation. I had to make sure that my character was a young Black girl. I had to make sure that her best friends were cultured. I had to make sure that the culture that they were visiting when they were time traveling was one of importance, one that can resonate with our children, especially our children of culture. As Steve had kicked off when he mentioned, my entire goal is to make sure that children understand their own knowledge and their own history beyond, beyond the, those 28 days of Black History Month. And because really within those days, we're old, they're only learning a limited view and a limited portion of their history, most of which is African-American history, but at the same time, it has been so broken down, so limited, so lynched, so discouraged and segregated that they are learning of only a portion of how glorified and how potentially fulfilled that they could actually be because they don't understand their African history and really the millennia of what they were taken away from, all of their monarchies, all of their advancements that we created first, right? So that's why it's been very important for me to make sure that my characters, all my supporting characters and the lands that they travel to are all cultured, are all represented of us, for us, by us. And the rest of the world <laughs> can go ahead and gain that knowledge from there. Yes. Am I going is. too hard? Okay. No, not at all. No, no, keep just, going, keep going. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna lean surface. in, I'm gonna lean in. <laughs> we're just scratching the surface. Uh -huh. Something that I really loved um, that you said was your hair is an extension of your spirit. Mm. When, when I read those words, it kind of, it, it made my, my, my spirit and soul dance a little bit because I know how powerful of a statement that is. Um, I would love to hear you, you know, tap a little bit, 
and, and fill us in on, on what exactly you meant by the by those words. Absolutely. So my main character, Naya, she's an extension of me. And with her and her wild, glorious, natural curly hair, such as myself, I really want to make sure that all my young girls understand to embrace their hair. We have this pattern, we have this texture, and it's in a spectrum of texture for a reason. It is an extension of our spirits because it is our crowns. And that's what I want every girl to know. Not a crown because we were princesses, but crowns because it is safeguarding our most valued and sacred treasure, which is our mind. Those are the things that children, especially young girls should feel confident about. Those are the things that we should feel competitive about, not competing with one another. Let yourself be your own competition, young girl, because you have that potential to transform this world. You are limitless. So when I said that statement, it was really to really empower our young girls to understand that this is your essence. This is your spirit. It is wild. It is protected of you. This is your armor and to understand that and to embrace it versus allowing society to tell you to transform it for their benefit for their acceptance, for their understanding. We are not them and we are not of them. They are of us. And that is for a reason. That's awesome. Word, I love it. And, and so I was gonna go back into the book, but what you just said was so powerful. Um, I wanna kind of stick on that for a second. Um, okay. How much of that is your message overall when you're out and about speaking? Because I know people wanna talk about the book, but how much is self-image and self-importance and understanding the power that you have in you how important is that to you and in why you wrote this book? Oh, it's everything, AJ. It's everything. And I walk the talk. I'm not just saying one thing and, you know, masquerading around in another way in these streets or in these corporate offices or virtual Zoom meetings, should I say now, in virtual classrooms. What I say, I really mean. And these are the things that I instill in all of my young readers and even with all the adults that I motivate, whether it's youth empowerment, you know, women's empowerment, whatever it is, any podcast, any interview. Understanding yourself, understanding your rich history, it goes deeper. It goes deeper than natural hair. It goes deeper than that. It really is the fact that Black people in America subconsciously, the majority of them, hate themselves. And they hate themselves because they have been brainwashed to hate themselves. Because hating ourselves will make sure that we are that top consumer that continues to buy their products to dull ourselves, to make ourselves more appealing to them and magnifying the things that are accepting of them when really we should love ourselves, but there's no way to love ourselves if from the time of childhood, when you're sitting in that classroom, all you're learning in that small 28 days is civil rights and slavery. And then the rest of the year, you're learning what you need to do to conform to them. You're learning what you need to do to continue to be that consumer versus being that business owner versus being that CEO versus being that entrepreneur and understanding wait a minute, I need to value myself. Wait a minute. I was the first person, my, my ancestors were the first people to even create science as a whole. So how is it that I cannot create a scientific breakdown for the best type of conditioner for my child's hair versus using this that strips it of their moisture, right? Take, everything is taking a step further. And that's why it's been so important that I have to recondition the mind. Naya Zuri, the reason why I started the book series was to start that reconditioning at an early age because the conditioning starts from kindergarten. It starts from preschool. My son is already learning about Columbus Day last week during my birthday weekend. I'm like, what is this foolishness that they sent home, you know, in this work packet? What is happening here? You know, the Nina and the Santa Maria and Columbus is the celebrated person, maybe in his culture, but here, 
the atrocities that he did here to the people and the natives in this country, this is not something that we should be glorifying to our children at the age of five. Understand who he is. So yeah, I had to put my son onto the truth in a way that he understood, but for him to understand what this individual did, what the purpose was, what the grander chess move was, right? And, and um, wanting that advancement and uh, everything with the book and the themes is to start that reconditioning and to empower our youth because they're gonna inherit this world guys. And if we don't do our job, they're gonna continue to be set back. And I don't know about you, but I want my children to inherit this world and it be worthy of them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and that was powerful and I love every word that you just dropped right now because it's important yeah. to, to share that information. Um, one of the things that stood out to me as well, being that I'm in a household with a, a, my wife, um, a woman who is, uh, she's just a leader. Um, mm -hmm. She is uh, an educator um, and she is for, you know, our community and our people and, and providing information resources as much as she can to empower people, as you just mm -hmm. stated. Um, and, and I see that reflection in everything that you do. Uh, so as, as a man living in this world, I know that there are, um, you know, a, a lot of weight on your shoulders as, you know, a woman in this world. Um, and I want you to talk a little bit about the, the girl empowerment um, that comes from Nyazuri and the, the mission to, to share that empowerment throughout the world but also where do you see it right now? Um, is enough being done? What needs to be done? And what can we as men do to further, to further support that as well? That is such a wonderful question. Okay, let's, let's dissect it from the beginning. Naya Zuri is a fearless heroine. Her name means beautiful purpose. Every step that she takes, every move that she makes, is in her purpose. She is a critical thinker. She is a problem solver. She is a natural leader. And the Gonzalez twins, Miguel and Hugo, they follow her. They follow her without even thinking because they trust her judgment. These are the things that we should be instilling in our young girls. As I mentioned before about your hair being your crown, your crown is for protection, right? Of your greatest treasure, young girls. Understand that your mind is everything, what you think you become. We have birthed the world and we have been given every strand of DNA, every emotion possible so we can continue to birth this world. That's why I feel that statement sometimes is made, especially by men saying, oh, well, women are crazy. Women are emotional, they're too emotional. We're not emotion. We're not emotional. I feel that we have a higher capacity for emotion. We contain all the emotions and we were made that way genetically so we can pass them on to our offspring, boy and girl. That's our natural makeup. Right. So really, we are powerful because we are all encompassing of emotion. But these are the things and these are, this is a thought process that I want all my young girls to have. So instead of just sitting down and having just a face to face conversation, I instill all of these qualities and all these elements in my character, Naya Zuri. These are all the things that I wish I also knew as a young girl. She is everything of me, especially the things that I was lacking. I want her to be every girl's heroine, every girl's superhero so they can understand that they don't have to play that 
damsel in distress role. They don't have to be that dependent, waiting for someone to rescue them. They can rescue themselves. Problem solve. How are you going to figure out how to bust out of this tomb? Problem solve. How are you going to find the twins lost dog? Problem solve. What are you going to do when the map gets destroyed? Who are you going to go to? Are you going to curl in a corner and cry? You lose your resources. Are you going to lend and uh, lean on your mentor? What are you going to do? Pressure. Not only bust pipe, but pressure creates diamonds. And that's what I want my young girls to understand and know. One of the things that um, I noticed is that you aligned this with the Common Core Standards. Uh, and I know that you wrote another book, The Student Guide. What did you learn from your first experience that you were able to pour into your second experience in the educational component? Oh, that's also a wonderful question, AJ. Hold on one moment. Before we move on, there's the second half of Steve's question that was very important. That was, I believe, what Absolutely. can men do to better support their Black women? Did I get that right, Steve? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So as I mentioned, uh, we have birthed the world, right? We have a higher capacity for emotion. Um, with that said, because of how powerful we are, a lot of women don't even understand how powerful they are. We just do what needs to get done, right? We're, we're natural born multitaskers because we understand we have that vision. So I feel some of the things that our black men can do for us is pour into us, pour into us as much as we pour into you, into our children, into our businesses, really encourage us, encourage us as we encourage you. We are supposed to be partners. This is a partnership. This is not about a woman standing behind a man or a man just putting a woman up on a pedestal. It's a real partnership. We're supposed to sharpen each other, have that mindset. Partners are in it to the end. But if we do this thing right, gentlemen, there won't be an end. Our children and the rest of the children of this world will continue the progression. It will be a continuance. That gives me hope. That helps me sleep better at night when I finally am just knocked out because it's 3 a.m. and it's time for me to get a power nap before my kids wake me up. So I feel as a voice of a woman and that that is working, one that is working every day to make that impact, just pour into us as we do you. Be that partner that we need you to be. That, like gave me goosebumps because I felt wow. it. I felt it. I felt it all the way because wow. again, like, you know, getting into my relationship with my wife, you know, when we yeah. met, like she had her own thing. She, you know, she's a professional, she's a professional athlete, entrepreneur, businesswoman, everything. She's incredible. You know? Yeah. And I had my own thing. So we're used to like doing our own for self. Mm -hmm. But as you said, when you get into a relationship or marriage, that's a true partnership. Correct. And it's more than money. It's more than, you know, a lot of things that people think is what makes up a relationship. Mm. But to your point, that encouragement mm. and pouring into like mm. that, that's what created the bumps in my arm because I felt what you were saying, you know, like I'm living that because I know like that's way more important than a lot of other things because it goes both ways you know, her supporting of me being at certain events I'm doing, speaking engagements. If I'm on a live, she's tuning in and leaving comments. Like she's tapped in, she's in, you know? And that's the same thing that I do. And I know like it has to go both ways, but mm -hmm. I absolutely feel you when you say pour into the businesses, like believe and support, like that's very important, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, for anybody listening, like supporting and pouring into somebody's passion and their purpose and giving them that encouragement to keep going, all it takes is one person. 
<laughs> All it takes is that <laughs> one DM or that one text message, that one email, that one phone call. Be like, all right, I need to keep going, you know, because you do get discouraged sometimes. But all it takes is that one. All so it takes is that, that one. Absolutely. And, and just to piggyback on that, it does. It becomes the fuel, right? Mm. Like at the end of the day, when you start to tap out, you know that this person is right beside you, encouraging you. Um, and they have your back. So that partnership, you're like, this is my person. Um, and as I go higher, we go higher together. I love that. That's, that is absolutely right. Give them that kerosene, give them that gasoline, give them that ethane. How many more chemicals can we think of? Give them whatever they need <laughs> for, that, for that chemical combustion, right? Taking that right. flame and really turning it into that wildfire. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So you wrote a book um, previously about uh, the college experience, right? Yeah. Um, what did you learn from that book uh, that poured over into this one? Because you know you aligned this with the Common Core so that it could be taught as a curriculum or in the school systems. Uh, what was the experience that you learned that you um, brought over into this experience? So the experience from the Student Survival Guide to Online College, that was a very short handbook. That was okay. something I actually had created from an essay that I wrote for school. And then it evolved into something bigger. At that time, I was actually an academic counselor. And I wanted to give the students that were enrolling some tips, ways to save money, ways to save time, ways to opt out of classes to get you closer to your goal or your destination of completing that degree and applying it to your life and your path. What I learned from that was really that the masses needed guidance and motivation. And I felt that there are a lot of students, even though they already had that information in the handbook, they were still discouraged. They still felt like they couldn't do it. Although I gave them a dozen steps of how they could do it. So that really was a wake up call to me to say, you need to start earlier. Mm -hmm. That passion that you've always had of being involved in youth programming and services to really make that impact around the world, which I did really throughout my entire childhood and adolescence, you need to start younger. So I knew that I wanted to write a children's series. And that's what I learned from that lesson. Yes, it was something, the handbook was something that benefited a lot of people, but it could have done more if I'd only started earlier. So based on that, Naya Zuri, is about adventure and exploration. It's historical fiction. The first series goes back to ancient Egypt. Book number two, which I'm in the middle of now, Nizari and the Mayan Eclipse will be going back to ancient Maya. And then children will be seeing the connection, connection and migration, understanding how we're all connected, how these people from ancient Egypt migrated along the ways, along the coast and end up coming into what we now know as the South Americas and Central Americas to continue this great dynasty. That's why the architecture, the language, the pyramids are so similar. There is a reason why we're all connected. We're all from the same source. So with that said, not only is the book based on those things, but it's also to awaken the subconscious mind. There are a lot of subliminal, there's a lot of subliminal messaging in my book as well, if you pick up on it. Yeah. Even the very first, every chapter even, uh, the very first chapter in Nyazuri and the Pharaoh's throne is reaching lotus. What does that mean? Reaching lotus. So you know how lotus flower lives under the mud, right? That's where it's born. What's Think born? about how that correlates to those of us in this country that are born already in a setback, whether it's a physical setback because of where you have are residing or whether it's a setback of just knowledge. Okay, so we're born in this setback. We're born in the mud. 
Think about the struggle and what we have to go through as we mature, okay? So the lotus flower now is having to fight to get up out of this mud. Not only is it buried in mud, it's buried underwater, okay? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily drowning, but it's subdued, underwater in mud. It has to struggle to lift itself up, to grow up and push up out of that mud through the waters of how, however much pressure that is oh, to yes. finally, right, reach that surface so it can open, receive the sunlight that it needs, that knowledge, that food, that knowledge of self to then bloom and to awaken, right? So that's why the lotus as a symbol around the world as awakening, awakening of consciousness, of your mentality, right? Of your third eye really being open. Those are things that aren't really promoted here. It's, it's not an American ideology, but the rest of the world understands that. So reaching lotus and Naya and her family, they live on lotus drive. So it's really about starting to leave these gems for the youth so they can figure out what well, lotus, lotus flower, what is happening here when she lives on lotus drive, everything is connected. So for my older readers, they pick up on it. For my adult readers, they pick up on it. Yes, I have adult readers who read this. They're like, oh, does this mean? I'm like, oh, you picked up on that because I, you know, I leave the gems in there. I leave the crumbs from there for the ones that can pick up on it. But yeah. I learned that I needed to start earlier, AJ. So mm -hmm. not, is, not only is everything direct, it's also indirect because the conditioning has to be done consciously as well as subconsciously. Now that was awesome. Yeah, the subconscious, you know, like it's amazing how deep we can get with words mm. and, and impact. Um, and when you tap into it and like realize what's going on, like it just opens up a whole new world because you might've read some stuff prior to you like, oh man, I need to go back now and, and double back. Yeah, yeah. Cause there's just so much more. <laughs> I, I love, I love stuff like that, you know, yeah. with, my, with my complex mind. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we, we, AJ and I covered a book earlier about the great American migration and how, um, you know, African-Americans, people of color move from the South to the North and the Midwest and so forth. But when you talk about, you know, there's, there's the world migration, you know, when Correct. coming from Egypt and, you know, you go to, you know, South America and you're seeing pyramids and you're going to certain places in the Grand Canyon, there's pyramids and all over the world, you're seeing stuff that's basic carbon copy of what's going on in Egypt and people right. want to make those connections on purpose, I would say, um, because that would just open up so much, you know, uh, to, to the origins and, and the stories of that, because you're thinking again, Columbus was the first to travel and do this and do that. And all these things are all over the world. It makes it fall apart. You know? <laughs> so it makes it all fall apart. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you talking about that and bringing those connections to life um, because it's important. It's, you know, it's, it's a deeper connect that we need, need to do. One of the things um, that I want to hear from you is what is the virtual learning with the Naya Zuri tribe? Like who's the tribe? What's going on with that? I wanna, I wanna know more about that. Well, first, let me officially welcome you, Steve, and you, AJ, into the Naya Zuri tribe. Yes. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> you have made it. Yes. Okay, now I'm gonna have to count on you to get some stuff done, okay? This is what it is. So the Naya Zuri tribe, that is really something that I created during this quarantine, during this 2020. It's really a collection of all my supporters, all of my young readers, administrators, teachers, Grandparents, everybody in between, community leaders, anybody that is on that wave, on that nice. frequency of 
living beautifully in your purpose. Naya Zuri means beautiful purpose in Swahili. Once again, something subconscious so children can understand purpose. What is this purpose? What is a purpose? The only thing my parents ever told me was to dream big, okay? I want to, I want to be a unicorn. That's all I can dream. No, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, we're going to take it a step further. So the tribe are all my supporters, day ones and everybody that has just joined today, including you two. They understand the work that we need to do, that we need to continue to do. I always say hashtag no days off because we can't skip a day. One day off is a day that we didn't reach a child is another day is another year of a setback. We don't want so many lotus flowers born in the mud every single century, time after time. We need to understand our level. We need to understand our positioning in this world. But the only way to understand our positioning and our level is to understand our history. Because our history, once we tap in, we understand our glory. We understand our power. And we understand that we are the originators. We are the creators of all of mankind. What would a child think if they knew that? Do you think they'd still wish to be a unicorn? Or do you think that they'd wish to be the president of the United States? Do you feel that they wish to create a line of businesses that will virtually transform this world? Do you think that they would create a brand or a product that could save millions from poverty? It's endless, gentlemen, but we need to plant that seed early. We need to make sure that we're watering it and nurturing it early. So the tribe is everybody that is locked into that. Understanding the work that we need to do every day, supporting the books, supporting the movement, supporting the soon to be Cartoon Adventures with Naya Zuri, taking it from books now to digital content, which I'll be pitching to networks later, uh, hopefully in this fourth quarter of the year. They're everybody who, who puts in that, uh, that effort, who also pour into me, because your partner is not the only person that can pour into you, but you do have to be careful there because you, know, you definitely need to create a safe space and fence yeah, right. <laughs> around your number one, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Not everybody can just like taste of the juice. Right. So yeah be, be mindful of that definitely as well because the enemy attacks from all places and we need to make sure that we have strong foundations and strong families so yeah. shout out to the tribe thank you for always supporting me from pulling up when i used to get nothing but no's and now the yeses are rolling in but it's been four or five years of no's until i decided a couple years ago or a few years ago really to give myself a yes and just push it forward and stay determined to bring diversity to the classroom the sales followed afterwards and really the progression and the movement spread from there. It's really contagious. So make sure you grab two more hands and grab two more people and bring them on in because uh, Nizuri's taken over the world because we plan to transform this world. Yeah. Um, I, I think- Shout out to the tribe. I had to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my tribe. No, um, I think words are important. Um, and I love the words that you've used um, in your description early. Fearless heroine, uh, purposeful leader, uh, self-assured. Um, I love that. Number one, I have a, my daughter and I'm, these are the messages that I want to communicate to her, right? Uh, and then I love the fact that you chose stories um, and you're choosing to tell them in this way so that kids can connect with the leadership qualities in that girl. Um, what do they call it in acting? The leading lady, right? <laughs> and right. So you're creating a, a child leading lady that other girls can then connect to and see mm -hmm. that in themselves as they read this because it's, it's very hard to be what you can't see, right? So when they're teaching us about Columbus and this, we're not in that, right? So you're giving them an opportunity now to see, look, we're leaders, you're a leader, you're fearless, you're a heroine, you're purposeful, you're self-assured. I really wanna say thank you for that because that's needed, um, especially with our little girls. Thank you, AJ, I appreciate that. So you just poured into me. Thank you for the encouragement and just the support. So those are the things that foundationally we need to we need to put and instill in our young girls. 
because mm -hmm. now we're also teaching these young boys that guess mm -hmm. what? Women can be your counterparts. They can be your partners. They don't have to be, uh, you know, submissive things that are dominated. No, actually you come from a woman, respect the woman. She's going to lead the way. You're going to lead the way together. So make sure you find someone that is equal, right? Make, make sure you find somebody that is equal to you, whether it's in the, it doesn't have to be in the same industry, but at least in the same mindset, because you have to make sure that you, that you're connecting in the mindset. That way the progression and the path and the journey is going in the same direction. So thank you. Thank you for that. And shout out to all the young girls, all the fearless heroines that are understanding the importance of their place in this world and really feeling empowered to know that they can do anything that they set their minds to. Uh, they don't have to be that damsel in distress. And to finally have that confidence. I know I wasn't a very confident child growing up in the US. I didn't speak English. I had crazy wild hair that nobody can manage. I didn't fit in. I, you know, I grew up in the projects. I didn't fit in with the upper society girls. Everything was always a, a play on level and on positioning and on standards. That's why I said Naya is me, but she's also everything that I was lacking, everything that I wish that I had. But instead of wishing, we had this African proverb, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. I did what I had to do and will continue to do what I have to do to change that narrative. Your daughter's important, your daughter's important. Everyone's daughter, everyone's son is important to me. Not even more important than my own children. All children are equal to me. That's, that's great. Like African Proverbs, I can read all day. Yes. Um, so as a mom boss, um, what <laughs> does entrepreneurship mean to you? Entrepreneurship means you are your own boss. You are not a slave to the corporation. You create your time management. You are creating your life. It means another hat. We're already bosses as, as moms. You automatically become a boss. If you weren't before, motherhood makes you one. You have to manage sleep schedules, feeding schedules. Kids are constantly growing out of things. You're always looking for the sale for the new hoodie or the new you know, pair of Jordans. Well, Jordans will go on sale, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So we're already understanding all of these different departments. What does that mean? That means you have the capability to run a corporation, sis. That means you have the capability of creating your own business, Empress. Find that inner goddess. Understand that being a boss mom or a boss lady is you finally tapping into that higher version of yourself. Motherhood is another beautiful like accommodation, something that you can pin on yourself because not everyone is able to have that precious treasure. Not every, everyone is able to have that ability. There are a lot of mothers who wish they could be mothers, but they can't. To those moms, I wanna encourage you to mother those that don't have any. Believe me, there are plenty of children in this world that need you. Even if it's the child just next door, they can have more than one mother, a niece, a nephew, everyone is deserving of you and of your understanding. So boss mom, boss lady, it's another progression. It's teaching my sons that they can do for themselves. They don't have to be an employee. They can be the employer. They can be the CEO. Understand that you have and are capable of accomplishing anything that you want in this life. But make sure that you do something with purpose, of purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. That way it's something that's continuing your legacy. Generational wealth is not just monetary. It's also understanding, it's knowledge, it's progression. Thank you for not only speaking power during this podcast, but you've taken the time to write the books, number like two books so far, or a book and a handbook. Um, and then you're going further. You're going to animate, um, you're going to TV, you have all these different aspirations. So thank you for um, taking that 
on as something that you were gonna you know, charge forward with. I appreciate your effort in doing that. Hats off to you. Uh, my last question, uh, which is for AJ and I, is who is this book for? We, we know the obvious of who it can be for, but truly, who is this book for? It's for the world, Steve. It's for the world. Tap in. Love it. Tap in. Tap in. <laughs> yes. I love that's it. that's I love what it, it is. Because, yeah. For those yep. that want to get the book, follow me, see what's happening, see what's going. You can go to my website, www.ananayakana.com. You can purchase the book from there versus any other retailer because you will get it autographed and personalized for me. I just got carpal tunnel this past week because all my back ordered books came in. So I was signing, I think about 82 books and shipping them out every day. Like I worked at UPS, but you will get a personalized book from me. And no, I do not regurgitate the same message. So if you have five kids, I'm writing five different messages in every single one of them. Okay. You can also download free resources. So my parents at home that are going crazy now being teachers on top of everything else, or my teachers that want some sort of fresh material, maybe to go along with my book. I have tons of free resources from you. Anything, everything from coloring pages to like story mapping. You can really host your own writer's workshop as well, or even have your own book club based off of everything. So just download it. It's all there for the people. You can get the apparel. More importantly, just follow me. Follow me at Nyazuri. Keep up with me. Join the tribe. Join the movement. AJ's tapped in. Steve's tapped in. We want your families, your children tapped in because we want to see your children not just live, but we want to see them thrive. And the only way they're going to thrive is to have that knowledge of self. And the only way that individuals who are maybe lost or maybe discouraged and not motivated or elevated at all right now, make sure they tap in and understand the glory of what you come from. Understand that everybody's entitled to their own destiny. And now is the time to make sure that you're walking in your dreams. So I'll leave you all with that. Steve, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Steve Canal. Uh, that is my most active platform. Um, and you could also tap into stevecanal.com if you want to get some mentorship and some uh, professional business advice. We can tune in and, and, and scale your business. Um, AJ, how about yourself? Where can everybody find you, my guy? You can go to anthonyjoiner.com. You can find all the resources there if you want to write a book or if you need coaching or uh, any consulting. And also follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active at AJ Joiner. That's A J J O I N E R. And I'll talk to you there. Steve, you got anything else? No, just make sure to tap in. You know, Anna is doing some amazing, amazing work um, for not only the community and culture, but for people as a whole. Um, so it's important to, to tap into her platforms, get some of that amazing energy um, and grow. Uh, if you, if this, if, if this is the first time you're tapping into the podcast, make sure to tap into some of our previous um, episodes. Uh, what's in the words is here uh, to not only share about, you know, what's in the pages, but what's in between the pages. Uh, so make sure to tune in. AJ. That's all we got. Talk to you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.